Hello, word nerds. Welcome to another episode of The Dictionary. I'm using a different mic today, so uh, things probably sound a little bit different again. Hopefully this turns out okay. First word for today is aloof. This is the first form of it, A-L-O-O-F. This is an adverb from 1523, and it just means at a distance. The etymology says this uh, is obsolete. The word aloof means to windward. I'm not exactly sure what this is telling me. It's not coming from a different language or anything, uh, but it does say it is from combining a plus loof, L-O-U-F, also L-U-F, which just means luff, L-U-F-F, or loof. Uh, So I guess when we get to the L's, we'll find out what that means. Now we have the second form of aloof. This is an adjective from 1608. I think this is the one that we are probably familiar with. It means removed or distant, either physically or emotionally. As in, he stood aloof from worldly success. And that's from John Buchan. Not sure of the pronunciation. Synonym says see the word indifferent. Aloofly is an adverb, and aloofness is a noun. I can definitely be aloof. Next, we have alopecia, A-L-O-P-E-C-I-A. This is a noun from the 14th century, loss of hair, wool, or feathers. Alopesic is an adjective. I will try to pare down the etymology. Looks like it's from Greek. Alopecia, that's from alopex, which means fox, and that is akin to the word arm, A-R-M, with a capital A. Next we have allowed, A-L-O-U-D. This is an adverb from the 13th century. One is archaic, in a loud manner. Synonym is loudly, which is not what I'm speaking right now. Two with the speaking voice, as in read aloud. Next, we have alow, A-L-O-W. This is an adverb from the 13th century. It just has the synonym below, as in alow in the ship's hold. Next, we have alp, A-L-P. This is a noun from the 15th century. One, a high rugged mountain. Two, Something suggesting an alp in height, size, or ruggedness. The etymology does say this is from the mountain system of Europe called the Alps. Uh, So I guess when we want to talk about a high rugged mountain, we just call it an alp. Uh, But where the original word alp came from, I'm not sure. Next we have alpaca. A-L-P-A-C-A. This is a noun from 1747. One a domesticated mammal, especially of Peru, that is probably descended from the vicuña. The mammal scientific name is vicuña pacos, V-I-C-U-G-N-A-P-A-C-O-S. And then it says S-Y-N period. I still haven't figured out uh, what that means exactly in this context. But then we have the other scientific name, llama pacos. Definition 2A, wool of the alpaca. 2B1, a thin cloth made of or containing this wool. 2B2, 
a rayon or cotton imitation of this cloth. The etymology says,、uh, I think it's saying, this is from the Spanish word alpaca, A L L P A Q A.、Um, but before the Spanish word alpaca,、uh, it has another word, Aymara, capital A Y M A R A. I'm not sure what that is in this context, so I might have to look that up. Next, we have uh, an odd word,、uh, odd word to me at least, alpenglow. A L P E N G L O W. This is a noun from 1870. A reddish glow seen near sunset or sunrise on the summits of mountains. Next, we have Alpen horn. A L P E N H O R N. Could also be Alp horn. This is a noun from 1811. A straight wooden horn, 5 to 14 feet. About one and a half to four point three meters in length, used chiefly by Swiss herdsmen. There is a picture of an alpine horn、uh, with a, a man. It looks like a man in traditional dress holding an alpine horn. That is a very long horn with a、um, a little holder at the bottom where the bell is to keep it、uh, keep it steady. And if I made some stupid little hand movement、uh, to. Kind of point to where the little stand is, but you can't see that. Only I can see that. I'm sure everyone has probably seen a picture of one of these.、Uh, I believe this is what is used in those、uh, Ricola commercials. Ricola. Next, we have Alpenstock. All one word: A L P E N S T O C K. This is a noun from 1811. A long iron-pointed staff. Used in mountain climbing. Next, we have the word alpha, a l p h a. This is the first form of two. This is a noun from the 13th century. One, the first letter of the Greek alphabet, and then it says, "See the alphabet table." Two, something that is first. Synonym is beginning. Three has the synonym alpha wave. Four has the synonym alpha particle. Next is the second form of alpha. This is an adjective from 1842. One closest in the structure of an organic molecule to a particular group or atom. Then it shows what the symbol is.、Uh, kind of looks like an A, which is probably where we get our lowercase a from. But it has a little,、uh, a little extra flair. That's a good way to put it. Two socially dominant, especially in a group of animals. As in an alpha male. Three, we just have the synonym alphabetic, and boy, I can't believe that I just put it together that the word alpha is in the word alphabet. And if I think a little bit harder on this, I know that the second letter of the Greek alphabet is beta, b e t a. So I'm、uh, guessing that the word alphabet just comes really from the first two letters of the alphabet. I'm、uh, very curious to know kind of、uh, why they created it, who created that word,、um, what was the what was the reason to to use those first two letters?、Uh, was there a reason、uh, not to use the first and last letters? You know, that to me seems a little bit more all encompassing. So yeah, I just sort of always accepted、uh, the alphabet word is the alphabet, and、uh, that's it. But let's move on. Next is alpha adrenergic. We have the word alpha hyphen 
A-D-R-E-N-E-R-G-I-C. I think I remember reading adrenergic a while ago. This is an adjective from 1965 of relating to or being an alpha receptor, as in alpha adrenergic blocking action. Next is alpha and omega. Omega is the last letter of the Greek alphabet, so um, yeah, maybe they could have used alpha and omega uh, to create uh, the word for the alphabet instead of using the first two letters, unless there's some other reason uh, that I'm just not aware of. But here we go with alpha and omega. It is three separate words. It's a noun from 1526. One, the beginning and ending. Two, the principal element. And the etymology just says it is from the fact that alpha and omega are respectfully the first and last letters of the Greek alphabet. And now we have the word alphabet. Uh, Maybe we'll get some information on this word that I have been talking a lot about. This is a noun from 1513. 1a, a set of letters or other characters with which one or more languages are written especially if arranged in a customary order. 1b, a system of signs or signals that serve as equivalents for letters. 2, we just have these synonyms rudiments and elements. The etymology says this is from uh, the Latin alphabetum, which is from the Greek alphabetos or alphabetos, And uh, as we figured out, that is from alpha plus beta. And of course, beta means beta, and beta is the second letter of the Greek alphabet. It didn't really give any information on uh, why they used those two words, uh, so I may have to look that up separately. But the next word is alphabetic or alphabetical. This is an adjective from 1567. One, usually alphabetical arranged in the order of the letters of the alphabet. Two, of relating to or employing an alphabet. Alphabetically is an adverb. I may have mentioned this before, but when I have uh, books or movies or CDs or whatever, uh, when I actually would use CDs, I always wanted them to be alphabetical. Maybe that's part of the reason why I kind of like reading the dictionary. It's in alphabetical order. If it weren't, it would be a very difficult book to use. I don't know how many of you remember, uh, but on Sesame Street, when I was a kid, uh, there was a song that was sung by Big Bird, and it was uh, basically the song of the alphabet. But it wasn't the normal alphabet song that we know. A, B, C, D, E, F, G, blah, blah, blah. Big Bird thought that the alphabet was just one long word. And so he, he sang a song about that. I will try to recreate what he thought it was. It won't be 100%, but I think I have it pretty close. It went something like, And if I can find a link of that video, I will put it in the details so you can hear how it really goes. And I think we'll go ahead and uh, call this episode done. Alphabetic is the last word for this episode. Thank you very much for listening. Until next time, this is Spencer reading The Dictionary. Goodbye.